Hey guys, welcome back to the Max Out Show. I'm very excited for this episode because today I'm going to share with you the mental tool that Michael Phelps used in order to not just become the greatest swimmer of all time, but also the most decorated Olympic athlete that has ever lived. And so Michael Phelps, fascinating guy. Um, what was interesting about him was not just, you know, his superior, you know, physical abilities, right? He was not just known for that. What he was really known as his incredible consistency. Every time that Michael stepped into the pool, you would know he would swim to the best of his abilities and end up somewhere on the podium, no matter what happened. And so there was this race at the 2016 Olympics, the 200 meter butterflies, an event that Michael had dominated for the last decade, essentially. And so he was going into this race really with high ambitions, high expectations of wanting to just go and dominate the race, right? The problem was that as soon as he dove into the water, his goggles broke and were filled with water. So essentially for the entire race, the 200 meters, he was swimming blindly. Now, most people, most athletes would freak out in a moment, right? Especially in the Olympic final, right? They'd, they'd get angry maybe, they'd get frustrated, they'd get disappointed, they would give up, but not Michael. Michael ended up, you know, swimming blindly, not just dominating the race, but also setting another world record. And so how did he do that? Well, there's this principle that he credits for his you know, superior mental performance, which you know, he calls acronym WIN. What's important now? At any moment in time, there's a million distractions going on in our lives that do not serve us if we pay attention to them. For him, for example, you know, getting angry or, you know, frustrated or, you know, focusing on the fact that, like, he's probably going to lose the race, it wasn't going to be helpful. For him, there was only a tiny amount of things that were actually helpful, which was, hey, I'm going to count my strokes, right? So I can actually figure out how far I'm going, you know, where I have to turn, even if I can't see the wall. I'm going to focus on staying calm right now and staying relaxed and keeping swimming and focusing on the movement rather than this mental theater that might be going on. And so by doing that, by deliberately choosing what we pay attention to, we maximize our chances of having a successful performance or really performing to the best of our abilities and making the most out of the situation that we're currently in. And so this tool really is vastly important. Why? Because most of the times we tend to think that external events are detrimental to our lives, right? We tend to think that it's the external events causing our experience of the world. And so the problem is that, that we, what we tend to do really is we tend to perpetuate the effect. There might be an obstacle in the way, but the obstacle usually is not the problem. The problem is how we think about the problems in our lives. The problem is we tend to focus so much on the obstacle and then beat ourselves up and get disappointed or worried or stressed or frustrated. And that's why we end up acting in ways that aren't aligned with our true ambitions. For example, in dieting research, there's this principle of the what the hell effect, as psychologists call it, where essentially, you know, research shows that if you, you know, for example, you're on the strict diet and you see this delicious cake in front of you and you're like, eh, maybe just, you know, a tiny little piece, right? Like one spoon can harm. The problem is once you take that first spoon, oftentimes what experience, people experience is this what the hell effect, right? They're like, oh, what the hell? Like I already ate the first, you know, first little piece. Might as well go eat an entire cake. And so the problem is not so much that we eat this tiny little piece, this one spoon of cake. 
The problem is how we think about it afterwards, how our, our negative thinking then perpetuates the challenge. And we essentially self-sabotage ourselves into, you know, engaging in activities that really are detrimental to our performance. And so I guess what I'm really saying here to you and really what I'm encouraging you to do is to switch from problem-centered thinking to engaging in a relentless solution focus. What do I mean by that? At any moment in time, there's millions of information, of bits of data coming in to our brain through our senses. There's the pulsing of the blood in our right earlobe. There is the birds tweeting in the sky. There's the color of the books right in front of me here. There is, you know, a little cram in my left toe. There's the feeling of the clothing on my skin. There's all of these bits of data, of information coming in. And if we're consciously aware of all of them at the same time, our brains would simply explode because it would be too much to handle. And so what our brain does is our conscious mind creates these filters where it essentially decides to, you know, when you pay attention to something, it filters out everything else that is not part of that tiny little part of life that you focus on. So what that really means is you don't perceive objective reality. What you really perceive and experience in life is the tiny part of reality that you're focused on. And so what that means really is that if you focus on your problems, if you engage in problem-centric thinking, your problems essentially magnify. They become all-consuming in your brain because all you can see is the monster lying ahead. All you can see is the obstacles that are piling up. All you can see is the problems in your life that seem too difficult to handle. And yet when you switch that, and you switch to a, a solution-focused really approach in life, you begin to relentlessly focus on the solutions in your life, what happens all of a sudden, your brain filters out everything else and focuses you on all the possible solutions. So when you begin to ask yourself, what's important now? What's the next tiny step I can take right now to make things just a tiny little bit better? What would be helpful? How do I need to show up at this moment to maximize my chances of having success, having a successful performance or for, you know, just getting through this event in the most positive way possible, all of a sudden your brain will show you entirely different possibilities and opportunities and way of thinking and feeling and operating that weren't even available to you before just because your mind wasn't focused on it. And so really you can use this principle of what's important now, of the relentless solution focus for both big things in life and small ones. The big things, our Olympic finals, the day you propose to your spouse, you know, the big interview at work, uh, the big, you know, presentation that you're about to give, right? Those obviously are the moments where we deliberately want to set an intention for how we want to show up, right? For what we want to focus on for, hey, if I focus on this, if I think about this, if I stay present, if I stay calm under pressure, if I just focus on getting the sale done, whatever it is, right? That's going to maximize my chances of success. But the same principle holds true for all the small stuff, all the daily mundane moments of our lives. When you go to dinner with your friends, ask yourself, you know, what's important now? You know, what kind of energy do you want to bring to the table? What are the conversations I want to have? How can I bring more love, more joy, more kindness, more gratitude to my friends and show them my love for them? How can I tell, you know, funny joke to lighten the mood? How can I support them better? And so by deliberately setting these intentions and then paying attention to it every single moment, are we actually 
living up to that? Are we actually focused on the solution or are we focused on the problem? By deliberately doing this over and over and over again, we maximize our chances of having phenomenal days. Essentially, we elevate our game, our mental game, our physical game on a daily basis. We rise to world class in our personal and our professional pursuits and really maximize our chances of simply stacking great moment after great moment after great moment. And if you do that, essentially what you get in the end is a great life. And so that's my hope for all of you guys today. That's what I'm all about, as you know, and probably that's what you're also all about if you're listening to this. So guys, with that being said, hit the subscribe button if you haven't done so, and see you soon.